a Christmas word indeed. Word is an apt Christmas present. The primordial Christmas present, in fact, as you'll hear in a few minutes when Pam reads the fifth lesson for us. The gospel writer to whom we've given the name John, though he never identifies himself in the handful of pages he left to history, that writer begins at the beginning with word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Word was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through word, and without word, not one thing came into being. We don't know much about the writer of those words. A sage, perhaps, an intimate of Jesus, probably, something of a mystic, certainly, but a poet, too, surely. And for that, perhaps, we can grant him poetic license to pay what must have seemed to him the highest possible compliment by envisioning the eternal divine mystery as word. And so, of all the gifts that this John could have offered back to the divine, the holiest one he could find to give was words from the heart of his heart. Actually, the story we've been telling about beginnings reaching right back through the New Testament and all the way into the mists of time, begins with God uttering the universe into existence. In the beginning, the book of Genesis tells us, God said, and the words, let there be, are as much magic as God needs to create everything. And when, in the Genesis story, God then looks around and lays the words, it was good, on each of the emerging pieces of creation, that word, good, sticks. Not just on the page, but on our retinas, in the living tissue of our hearts, even on the craggy and complicated Velcro of our intellect. So we look around at the best of what there is to see in this world, at the ingenuity of a tree, at the majesty of a city skyline just at dusk, at beloved faces around us that contain so much of our history, at works of art that tell the truth. We look around and before critique, before analysis, before comparison even, the word good is hovering there. Making things is good, isn't it? And so, in the words we wield as we navigate our way through this creation, the words we speak, the words we think, the words we sing or pray, the words into which we whisper what we hope, in those our words, we discover that we share some small piece of the divine power to speak things into being. We see the world as we are, each of us, as poets, perhaps, as sages, rarely, 
as struggling humans always. We see the world as the characters that we are each in the story, and we speak back our gifts from the heart of our hearts in the likeness of what we have been given, the poet words, the faithful prayers, the parent hopes and worries, the public servant policies, the human love, love. Oh, there are, of course, other ways of using words. Augustus Caesar used his decree that all the world should be logged into his ledgers to try to milk as much of its goodness as possible into the empire's coffers. And then when those three starry-eyed visitors with their odd presence stopped in at King Herod's palace to ask for directions, Herod took a chummy tone with them and asked them to bring word back to him about the whereabouts of that messianic baby so that he could sharpen that word for infanticide. If we've learned anything about words, it's that they have edges that cut both ways. If they can create and bless, hallow, recognize, they can also distort, dismember, destroy. The words that come out of our mouths and minds, like the actions that issue from our limbs, have real power to ruin us if they are not the words of justice and compassion. Even the silences that come out of us and sometimes speak louder have the real power to distort us beyond recognition when they are silences rooted in our failures of courage for the telling of hard and costly truths. Reading the writing on the wall is sobering. It matters what we say. Words are the medium of both blessing and curse, the grammar of life and death. Part of what people came to revere about the person that the Christmas baby grew up to be was the power to create in the words that he spoke to people. Words like, you are forgiven. Come unto me. Peace I leave with you. Your faith has made you well. Blessed are you, poor. You are the salt of the earth. Rise and walk. The words Jesus spoke may not have been Genesis sorts of words to set planets spinning or cause the seas to swell up with creatures, but they brought worlds into being nonetheless. Jesus, the most of God, the right word, in the ripe moment, he spoke blessing and it stuck. He forgave and life began again. He uttered healing into the open wounds of people's lives and they got up and walked away. He named the forgotten back into being. 
and his cries for justice and compassion still echo down the corridors of the centuries. That anonymous John, the gospel wordsmith, wrote, Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So it goes with creation by word. We speak our best selves into being over and over again. Or not. We enflesh with words the truest things we know, the truest things we are. And God help us, we dwell together in the midst of the architecture of the truths we speak for better or for worse. So tonight, word is born again and lands and fleshed among us. In word is life, says that poet, and the life is the light of us all because the power of word to create travels like light. So tonight we travel again in an instant, all the light years between God's original, let there be, to Mary's, let it be, to our own, let us be. Tonight is the feast of embodied word, word all over again, in the beginning, a new creation. So, let there be words among us. Let them be good and honest and true. Let them be graceful. Let our words be for creating life, not ever for distorting it or for dismembering the body that we together are. What word are you carrying tonight in your heart of hearts that needs to be spoken Somewhere, somehow, what word, a Christmas present from the heart of your heart to open some new door, to heal some old wound, to put something right, to strike some new spark? What word? Jesus, the word made flesh, was born, is born to teach us to wield our words like light and to find the words we need to change the shape of the world because words can do that. We've learned that. Let the words we speak be for new creation. Words like, I promise, or I will be there, or don't be afraid, or I forgive you, or I'm listening, or I wonder. And let our words tell the costly truths we have to tell sometimes, words like, this must change, or I am responsible, or this is unjust, or I was mistaken, or something is wrong here. Tonight again, the writing is on the wall for all to read. 
Tonight, the word says indelibly, you are a beloved child of God. It speaks tenderly. It says, comfort, comfort, O my people. Staring down the empires of this world, calmly meeting the gaze of Herod, standing up to every power to distort or injure or humiliate, word speaks again tonight. It says, love is stronger than death. It says, the arc of history is bending toward justice. It says, let us be the people we need. It says, it says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. It says, Alleluia.